Hey there, welcome friend. This is Brian Del Turco, the Jesus Smart Podcast. This is episode 81, and it's a Godspeed episode. Tiny, a mini-sode, but we think punchy and just getting right to it real quick. We think it brings value, hopefully so. You let us know what you think. This episode is about some things are just beneath you. They're beneath your royal standing, a royal mindset, and they're beneath your legal standing. Listen to this, your legal standing in Christ. You are sanctioned by King Jesus. If you're in Christ, you have legal approval. You have permission. It's legal in nature. It's official. You've been given permission for a certain level of living, a certain level of doing things, and a certain narrative, a royal narrative that you can plug your life into to live your best life. There are things in your life that you need to rescind. That means legally to revoke and cancel things that are going on chronically that need to be adjudicated before the ultimate court of all, the courts of heaven, the highest court in the universe, and things need to be rescinded and stopped. And I just, lately I have felt invited by the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to have to get down and do the work now of study and prayer and pressing into it, but developing a legal mindset in Christ even a legal vocabulary, a legal way of thinking about interacting with the courts of heaven and insisting on Christ receiving the full inheritance that he's won and insisting on our full legal rights in Christ. You may be familiar with this parable. It's a story that Jesus taught from in Luke chapter 18. It says that he spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not to lose heart always praying so that we don't lose heart. And he said, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Wow, what a judge. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me. My understanding is that from the Greek language, it means to wear me out, even to like punch me in the eye. This is how dogged, resolved this woman was to get justice. She says, get justice for me. And we need to know and understand that justice is a supreme value with God. We need to talk more about that moving forward a supreme value. Then the Lord said, verse 6, hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Luke 18, 1 to 8, 1 through 8 in the New King James vengeance. I will avenge them speedily, the Lord says. If this unrighteous judge eventually acquiesced and gave in, he didn't even want to be bothered by this woman. He didn't fear God. He has no regard for man. Just for his own personal selfish reasons, he gives in to her and gives her the legal justice that she needs. 
how much more will God, those who cry out to him day and night? So I just hope that you see here, it says that he taught them this parable to show that they ought not to lose heart and to pray always. I want you to see the legal nature of prayer. And my friend, there is nothing that cannot be rescinded and overcome in Christ. Rescind. We need to understand that we can revoke things, stop things. Like when Jesus stood up and spoke to the storm, he was rescinding or revoking or canceling that storm, which had been sent via the enemy to obstruct them from their kingdom mission that they were on as they crossed that body of water and were landing on a new shoreline. We know that when they landed on that shoreline, Jesus overcame this, I think, a legion of demons that had overpowered this man and taken possession of him, and no one could even really operate on that whole coastline because he would break chains. and He, he had supernatural power because of demonic empowerment. Well, that was the mission to free that man and to loosen up that whole territory. But this storm tried to stop them. But Jesus got up and revoked or canceled or rescinded the storm by issuing a kingdom decree. We are called to do the same. He turned around in the boat and said, like, where is your faith? It wasn't just a demonstration of what Jesus could do as the Son of God. It was a model of what Jesus can do as a human fully empowered and yielded to the Holy Spirit, and thus he expects us to come up to that gold standard. But we have been sanctioned by King Jesus. We have legal approval. We have been justified. It's a legal decree that we are now righteous and in right standing with God. We have his approval. We have his permission now. There are certain rights that we can now avail ourselves of. Prayer is legal in nature. It's legal in nature. We have legal standing. Legal standing, I kind of looked it up in the dictionary. It means a capacity to bring suit, a locus standing, direct injury or harm, and that harm is now redressable. So Jesus looked at the woman whom he called a daughter of Abraham who was bent over with that spirit of infirmity for 18 years, and he said, In effect, this is wrong. This is a daughter of Abraham. There is injury or harm that has come to her, and it's redressable. And I now address it, and Jesus instantly healed an 18-year struggle with with an infirmity that was spiritual in nature, but Jesus exercised on her behalf her legal standing as a daughter of Abraham. What about the name of Christ? You know, we sign powers of attorney and other sign powers of attorney that we can go do business for them, maybe maybe deal with a house insurance issue or a bank or a mortgage or something of that nature. Power of attorney. Well, Jesus has given us his name, all that is in his name. We don't come before the judge, before the courts of heaven in our standing, in our name, but in the name of the Lord. And in a sense, we do come in our newfound standing as the righteousness of God in Christ. But on top of that, Jesus has given us his name. It's as if he is standing when we use his name before the Father. We are standing in his stead and the full rights and favor and benefits and blessing and acceptance that the Father extends to the Son are extended to us. And our position 
in Christ and the access to Jesus' name and our identity now and our legal standing before the Father is higher than any standing in the earth. We can appeal to the highest courts of heaven, and we need a revelation of it. There are just some things, many things that are beneath you, beneath me, beneath our royal standing in Christ, and certainly beneath our legal standing before the courts of heaven. We need to have a revelation of it. The great prayer in Ephesians 1, God, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the Lord, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, that I may know the hope of my calling. And number two, that I would know the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints, the inheritance of Christ in us, we have to have revelation of it. You know, you can have legal rights and be taken. You can be clean. Your clock could be cleaned, if you will. You can be just taken, abused, defrauded if you don't know your legal rights and insist on them in a court of law. So we need a revelation of our inheritance in Christ, of our high calling. Are you with me on this? It, it even says there in Ephesians 1, we need to have a revelation of the exceeding power that is directed towards those who believe. My friend, we have legal standing, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, I believe that in Christ we can grow in Him and grow in prayer, and situations will bow their knees to us. I was praying this morning, Lord, let all things sort of just snap to the grid of your design. Let all things, let people, situations, organizations, even code and laws on the natural plane and regulations, may they bow their need, bow their knees to God's code, to Edenic code, the code of the Garden of Eden, that everything in our lives, financially, well-being, relationally, the kingdom contribution that we bring to the table, our gifts and our calling, the story, the sub-story that we're called to live out under the larger story of Christ's royal narrative, that everything necessary, every provision, every circumstance, every alignment, every relationship, every single situation would snap to the grid of God's higher design in our life and would transcend the natural plane. And we have privileges we are ambassadors of Christ. We have ambassadorial courtesies, deferences, and preference, which is available to us. And we're putting up with things that are beneath our royal standing and our, and our legal standing in Christ. Well, this is just a primer, a primer. Personally, I feel that I'm being invited and asked to press into this area and really develop it more, study it pray into it, get my own heart established stronger in it so that I can communicate it with more clarity and more authenticity and with even testimony of its effect. And boy, the same is for you. The same is for you. The Lord wants you to experience these realities. If you have ears to hear it and the Holy Spirit can bring it to you and you have ears to hear it, you're ready for it at this point in your journey, then it's all possible. It's all possible. Well, I appreciate you, my friend. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, go to jesusmart.com. Slightly longer than a normal Godspeed episode, but nonetheless, Godspeed. My friend, you are called to move with kingdom velocity and force 
and speed. Don't settle for setbacks, substitutions, and delays. Are you with me on that? I appreciate you, my friend. Yeah.